Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're performing a fundamental stock analysis of Enbridge Inc, ticker symbol ENB. We're looking at Enbridge today as a subscriber request. Enbridge is a Canadian liquid natural gas pipeline company that currently has one of the highest dividend yields in the stock market. Right now, they have a dividend yield of 6.8%. That's about four and a half times better than the yield of an S&P 500 ETF right now. Currently, Enbridge is trading for $39.13 per share. Over the last year, their stock price is basically flat. They're only up about 2%. Over the last five years, their stock price is pretty much flat as well. They're only up 3% in total over this period. Over 10 years, they're actually down 7%. However, going back prior to the global financial crisis, over the past nearly 18 years, Enbridge has compounded at a rate of about 7% annually. Keep in mind that their dividends would be in addition to this compounded annual return. So the actual return to shareholders is much higher than this over this period. Enbridge typically doesn't have a lot of volatility in their stock price. They're snugly between their 52-week high and their 52-week low. A little under 4% of their shares outstanding are sold short right now. They have a market cap of 108 billion Canadian dollars, which is about a 79 billion US dollar market cap. For additional background about the business, Enbridge owns extensive midstream assets that transport hydrocarbons across the United States and Canada. Its pipeline network consists of the Canadian mainline system, regional oil sands pipelines, and natural gas pipelines. The company also owns and operates a regulated natural gas utility and Canada's largest natural gas distribution company. Finally, the firm has a small renewables portfolio primarily focused on onshore and offshore wind projects. The company was formerly known as IPL Energy Inc. and changed its name to Enbridge Inc. in October of 1998. Enbridge Inc. was founded in 1949 and is headquartered in Calgary, Canada. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are performing the select six analysis, taking a checklist style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of Enbridge based off of their business fundamentals. So this analysis will continue to evolve and improve over time. It's still a work in progress and it's an opportunity to learn in public. So with that said, let's get right into today's analysis. Starting with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. Looking at Enbridge, they earn pretty steady but very modest returns on capital. Over this period, they've never earned more than a 6% return on capital, and over their last 12 months included, they're only earning about 5% returns on capital. Part of the reason we wanted to see a 14% return here is that the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital, and that over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its underlying business returns, and these business returns are captured here by return on capital. Enbridge is averaging returns on capital of only about 5.5%. So that's both below the returns that a typical business is averaging and it's below that 14% mark we were looking for. So this means that metric number one is gonna be an X to start things off. Next up for metric number two, here we're taking a high level overview of the growth of the business. We wanna see revenue, earnings, and free cash flow growth over the last five years. And this metric is all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these are gonna be up for this to be a check, or if even one of these is down, this entire metric will be an X. We'll also be including their last 12 months worth of numbers in our calculations here. So over this time, Enbridge has grown their revenues just very modestly at about 7%. Their earnings are up almost double during this period, and their free cash flows have swung from being negative in 2017 to they have been positive in all of these other four fiscal years, and they're positive now over their last 12 months as well. So all three of these are up. So this is our first check today coming in on metric number two. 
Next up for metric number three, here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in the business by looking at Enbridge on a per share basis. So we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years. We learned in the previous metric that their earnings are up nearly double over this time period. However, earnings are just the numerator in this earnings per share equation. We also want to look at what they've done in terms of their shares outstanding. So over the last five years, Enbridge has actually diluted existing shareholders by about 33%. The vast majority of this shareholder dilution came in 2017, 2018, and 2019. So you would want to dig in and learn more about what the business was doing that time in terms of capital allocation, whether they were making acquisitions or needed to issue shares to raise financing. So 33% dilution is pretty large shareholder dilution. Ideally, we don't like it when a business dilutes existing shareholders because when you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. And so when a business dilutes existing shareholders, they're decreasing your ownership percentage of the business, which is ultimately going to decrease the percentage of the business's profits that you're entitled to. Nevertheless, even with this 33% shareholder dilution, their earnings are still up by almost double over this period meaning that their earnings per share are up as well. So this is a check here on metric number three. Again, you would want to dig into the company's filings to understand this dilution in more depth. Metric number four, we're looking for something very similar. So here we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the last five years. Again, Enbridge has taken their free cash flows from being negative in 2017 to they've been positive over their last four fiscal years and they're positive over their last 12 months. Over their last 12 months, even with their shareholder dilution, Enbridge has earned about $1.36 worth of free cash flow per share. And so metric number four is going to be a check as well. To recap where we stand currently through our first four metrics, we have three checks and only one X for Enbridge. Then next up for metric number five, here we're evaluating how the business is utilizing leverage. We don't want to be investing in overly levered businesses because during economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that are at the greatest risk of poor outcomes. So ideally for this metric, we want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments to be below the amount of free cash flow that they produced over the last five years. As a liquid natural gas pipeline business, they're going to tend to have a lot of debt because these types of businesses tend to be more stable businesses. Enbridge ended 2021 with about $60 billion worth of net debt, which is a lot of debt in an absolute sense. They brought this down slightly. Currently, they have about $59 billion worth of net debt. However, over their last five years, they've only produced about $8.9 billion worth of free cash flow meaning that this business is very highly levered relative to their free cash flows. Again, because of the type of business they're in and being that pipelines tend to be more stable businesses, this might not be as much of a potential concern as it would be for some other businesses. If you are potentially concerned about their debt loads, you just want to dive into the company's filings to learn more. The company will likely break down their debt profile in more depth and you can understand the rates that these debts are at, if it's fixed or variable and when it matures. So again, though, this is an X on metric number five. Then our sixth and final metric, the big metric of them all, we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. So if this is the case, this would potentially give us a slight risk premium to the rate of the 10-year treasury yield and would potentially give us another reason to be interested in Enbridge. We're using their total enterprise value because it's going to take into account both their market cap and their net debt position, and it's going to give us a more accurate economic picture of the business that's more similar to as if Enbridge was a private company than market cap would alone. So currently, Enbridge has a $145 billion total enterprise value, and we learned that over the past five years, they produced about $9 billion worth of free cash flow. This means that in an average year, Enbridge is producing about $1.8 billion worth of free cash flow. So when we divide their $1.8 billion of average free cash flow by their $145.5 billion total enterprise value. That gives us an average free cash flow to enterprise value yield of approximately 1.2%. So that's coming in at less than a third of the yield of the 10-year treasury currently, and that's well below that 5% mark we're looking for. So on an average basis, this is an X on metric number six. 
Worth being aware of is that over their last 12 months, Enbridge has produced about $3.2 billion worth of free cash flow. So to get a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business, when we divide their $3.2 billion of their last 12 months worth of free cash flow by their $145.5 billion total enterprise value, that only gives us about a 2.4% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. So even on a current basis, that's coming in below the yield of the 10-year treasury, and again, below that 5% we're ideally looking for. Just because this is an X doesn't mean that all hope is lost for Enbridge. This is just one of six of our metrics, and this analysis is meant to be taken in holistically. Then here as a bonus, we're taking a look at Enbridge's dividend profile. So Enbridge, again, currently pays out about a 6.8% dividend yield, which is one of the highest yields in the overall market. That is well above the yield of an S&P 500 ETF. It's really easy for people to make mistakes by blindly chasing dividend yield, so it's important to stop and look at the underlying fundamentals of a business and to determine whether or not that company's dividend are well supported by their abilities to produce earnings or free cash flows depending on the type of business. Enbridge did not support their dividend payouts in any of these last five fiscal years. They've increased their dividends per share, but their free cash but their free cash flows are below their dividend payouts. There may be other factors at work here, but given their already very highly levered position, it does not look like the amount of dividends that they're currently paying out would be potentially sustainable going forward for them into the future unless they were able to significantly increase their cash flows. So everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to look at an analysis of Enbridge, which takes us to using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair value for Enbridge. So a discounted cash flow model, just like any other model in any other discipline, is going to have its outputs be sensitive to its inputs. And so here we're using their current free cash flows per share and projecting these out over their next 20 years based off their historical abilities to grow their free cash flows dating back all the way to 1990. So these are historical assumptions that it's up to you to do your own homework on to determine whether or not these are going to be potentially accurate and applicable going forward to give us a baseline projected estimate for Enbridge over the next 20 years or so. Starting with their current free cash flows and projecting those at a growth rate of 11% annually over the next 10 years, then assuming a terminal stage for the business where they only grow their free cash flows at a rate of 5.5%, So their free cash flow growth rate falls in half and they're able to maintain that for the 10 years out after that. So projecting 20 years into the future in total, if we add in their tangible book value today, then it looks like a reasonable fair value for the business is around $37 per share if you're satisfied with a potential 10% rate of return. So this is about a dollar and a half below where their current stock price is at. Keep in mind that there are a number of reasons why this might not be potentially accurate. And again, this is really why it's key for you to do your own homework here. This type of analysis is not financial advice and it's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered legal and financial professionals. What are the qualitative aspects of the company? So starting with some of the key points around a potential long thesis for Enbridge, number one is that the cancellation of the Keystone XL pipeline puts Enbridge in a leading position to capture new organic pipeline expansions to serve the unmet need from producers. Number two, Enbridge offers a highly secured dividend that can increase by about 3% annually for the foreseeable future. And number three, Enbridge is the liquids-focused version of gas-oriented Williams in terms of an attractive, highly regulated, utility-like earnings profile. Then for some of the key points around a potential short thesis for the business, Number one is that Enbridge has yet to build a Modi Renewables business, which potentially puts its capital investment there over the next few years at risk. Number two, Enbridge pipelines carry substantial amounts of oil produced in the Canadian oil sands, one of the least environmentally friendly sources of production. And number three, due to its size and profile, Enbridge is a lightning rod for ESG-related legal and stakeholder challenges across its assets, including lines three, five, and it even has a small stake in the troubled Dakota Access Pipeline. 
Hopefully that offers a balanced perspective around some of the qualitative key points for a potential long and a potential short thesis for Enbridge. So in summary, Enbridge checks the box on three out of six of our metrics. They're earning slightly below average returns on capital at only 5%. However, they have managed to grow their business, very slightly growing their revenues, but having good growth in their earnings and their free cash flows. Even with 33% shareholder dilution that mostly came in 2017, 2018, and 2019, the business has still managed to grow on a per share basis. Then because they're an LNG pipeline business, They have a lot of debt relative to their free cash flows, but this may not be a potential concern as these types of businesses tend to be pretty stable. If you're interested in learning more, please dig into the company's filings. We learned that both on an average basis and a current basis, their free cash flow to enterprise value yields are not giving us that potential risk premium that we'd ideally be seeking in comparison to the yield of the 10-year treasury. Then it looked like their dividend profile is potentially in rough shape as they have not been able to sustain their dividend payouts with their free cash flows over the last five years. And this is also the case over their last 12 months and the business already utilizes quite a bit of leverage. Then finally, performing a discounted cash flow analysis of Enbridge. If you've done the work and you believe those historical growth assumptions and you're satisfied with a potential 10% rate of return going forward from the business, keep in mind that that rate of return would be including their dividend yield. So with a 6.8% dividend yield right now, in reality, their stock price would only be appreciating by about 3% annually from here on out. Then it looks like a fair value for the business is right around $37.5 per share. So just slightly below what their current stock price is. Again, it's worth reiterating that this analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor. This analysis instead serves as a beginning and holistic understanding to help you determine whether it's worth your time and energy to dig in and learn more about Enbridge. One resource that will definitely help you stay up to speed with what's going on in the market and help you learn more about the business is Seeking Alpha. Checking out Seeking Alpha directly supports the channel as I'm part of their affiliate program. So most of you probably know Seeking Alpha as a source of community written articles on different stocks. But over the past little while, they've actually become a lot more than that with their new offering, which is Seeking Alpha Premium. Premium has a number of different features where you can track buy, hold, and sell ratings on your favorite stocks. These ratings are from the Seeking Alpha community, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's algorithm. You can see earnings call transcripts, investor presentations, SEC filings, and press releases all in one place. You can add your own margin of safety targets and get alerts for when your favorite stocks hit that level. You can get unlimited access to Seeking Alpha articles, and you can tailor your reading experience based on the type of investor you are. You can get 10 years of financial data on any stock to help you with your analysis. You can also import your portfolio into your Seeking Alpha dashboard to make researching easier. And if that didn't convince you, the best thing is that an annual plan is only 99 bucks. That's only 27 cents per day through my referral link down in the description below. Normally premium is $239, but they are currently running a general offer for $119. But if you use my link, it's only 99 bucks. So check it out if you're interested. So as a value investor, you're ultimately trying to conduct this research as if you own 100% of a business and you can truly understand the essence of that business and understand what's important and what's not important for that company going forward. Through this deeper research, you'll learn more about the qualitative and the quantitative aspects of Enbridge's business, and you'll likely be able to determine for yourself what a reasonably appropriate intrinsic value for the company will be. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Enbridge Inc., ticker symbol ENB. Again, we looked at the business as a subscriber request today and in part because they have such a high dividend yield. Looking at an LNG pipeline business like this continues on our recent trend of looking at energy businesses. 
as we've now reviewed a number of oil and natural gas businesses, but more of these analyses are to come. So if you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Enbridge with me, and have a great day.